We'll take our text from Numbers 33, verse 3. Moses here is rehearsing the history of what had happened 40 years earlier. The scripture reading was some of what happened 40 years earlier. Numbers 33, 3. And they departed from Ramesses in the first month on the 15th day of the first month. Today happens to be the first month, the 15th day of the first month of 2023, which means there are 350 days remaining if the Lord allows and tarries with possibilities before us. Moses, knowing the brevity of life, uh, said, Lord, teach us to number our days. So I did. And today is number 25,582 for me. I numbered some of your days also. Some are in the mid-30,000s. Others are in the 100s. But either way, I don't think the lesson there is to count our days as much as it is to make our days count. And that is certainly what we want to do. 350 days ahead of us in this year, the Lord may come, which is great, and that will preempt that number of days, but we, we know there are possibilities ahead of us. For the children of Israel, when we read the account there in Exodus, they had had an eventful first 14 days, that's for sure. There have been many plagues on the Egyptians where Moses would go to Pharaoh and said, God says, let my people go that they may offer a sacrifice to me in the wilderness. Well, Pharaoh refused multiple times. And finally, in the more recent days was the ninth plague, three days of thick darkness. Darkness, the Bible says, that could be felt. And yet, the children of Israel had light where they were abiding. Not so with the Egyptians. God has a way of distinguishing between those who are obedient to his word and those who are uh, disobedient to his word. And then we heard in the account how God declared to them, this is a, a new beginning. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So the Jews would transition to a religious calendar. Our calendar is merely a civil calendar. It has no real meaning to it, except that we, uh, like perhaps the Jewish people of even today, who still go by that same religious calendar, look ahead in the, in the year ahead and anticipate the possibilities of that year. And that is really what we want to do today. The lamb that was slain was set apart on the 10th day and offered on the 14th day of that same month. That lamb was to be unblemished, and perhaps that's why it was set aside for four days, just to make sure that it was a perfect lamb 
foreshadowing the one who would give his life, the Lamb of God, who shed his blood for the sins of the world. They were to cleanse their homes from leaven, which was typical of sin. If we want God's blessing, we must cleanse our lives, not just our homes, but our, our beings from any remnant of sin or disobedience to God. The Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. And they certainly have a way of doing that. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So we must do our part. But if we do our part, then just as the blood of the Lamb was applied to those households and the uh, inhabitants of those households were spared, we, having that blood applied to our heart, shall be spared of the judgment that is to come on the earth one of these days. But one more thing, uh, as they anticipated day 15, they said, or Moses instructed them, and thus shall ye eat it, this Passover lamb, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it with haste. They were to leave none of it until morning. If there was too much prepared for that household and too much for the neighbors who may have joined them, they were to burn it, which suggests that we are to embrace all of what Jesus has to offer. And as I say, uh, eat it with your loins girded and shoes on your feet. They were to be ready to go. They were to be ready to journey. When uh, at midnight this happened, the uh, angel of death, if we wish to call it that, passed over that land, and there wasn't a household in Egypt that escaped the, the judgment of God, whether it was one in prison or one in the palace. Uh, either way, they mourned the dead and hastened the Jewish people to flee, to go ahead, go, go. Uh, Moses had declared to Pharaoh before uh, that last plague, Pharaoh was in a, a negotiated mood. Moses was not. He had the word of God and he declared it. At, at first, Pharaoh said, who repeatedly changed his mind, uh, go ahead and go, but leave the cattle. Moses replied, no, we will go and we'll take the cattle with us. We must make an offering to God, cattle being the sheep and the livestock and all of that. We want to offer to to our God. But by the time the death gripped that nation, they were ready to have them go out. And the children of Israel, who had eaten that Passover lamb uh, with haste on day 15, they were on their way toward what they knew not. They didn't know the journey ahead. But, but they knew that God would be with them and certainly Moses knew that God would be with them if, if they would obey his word. Well, we don't know what the next 350 days hold either. If we were to assemble here, if Jesus tarried uh, one year from today, everyone who is here today will, will not be here next year at this time. Who knows? Any one of us um, may not be here. So in that sense... The days ahead are uncertain whether we're here or not. You simply don't know. You know what? You have encountered the past 14 days, but we don't know what's ahead. But there are some things that are certain. Some things we do know, 
as we look into the Word of God, and they include the fact that, that God will not forget us. God will not forget you. That's what happened with the uh, Jewish people there in the land of Egypt when they were under such bondage for such a long period of time. The oppression and the taskmasters of uh, the Egyptians, and they begin to pray. And we read in the Bible, God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant of 400 years earlier that he had made with Abraham and subsequently with Isaac and with Jacob. God did not forget that. He remembered it and he heard their prayers. He saw uh, their groaning. And we, we read in the, the word of the Lord, I, for I know their sorrows. What God sees, he hears, and he knows. If everybody on the planet forgot about you, there's one who hasn't. God remembers you. God knows you. He feels your pain. He sees what you go through. And he stands ready in his good time to answer your prayer according to his will. No matter what you see ahead, and we're so limited in, in what we can see ahead. If we could see ahead, we might. Well, I don't know what we would do. We really don't have too many options, do we? But we're, we can expect there to be challenges. But we've lived long enough to see no matter what challenge anyone confronts or what challenge confronts anyone. The possibility exists to thrive in those challenges. Because God remembers us, He hears us, He sees us, and He knows us, He knows our limitations. He knew the limitations of the Jewish people and chose to lead them through the wilderness rather than the shorter path where they could have reached the land of Canaan in a matter of days. But he knew that they would see the armies there and be threatened by them and were ill-equipped to uh, go to battle with them. And so God, in his wisdom and in compassion, uh, took them by the way of the wilderness. They could have thrived, to be sure. Some did. Uh, others did not. But that's the uh, capacity God has granted to every one of us. So God will, rem will remember you. God will visit you. That's what Moses, uh, when he left the land of Egypt, he, he remembered, he had a good memory as well. He knew what Joseph had said when Joseph died. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly, Joseph had straightly sworn the children of Israel. Obviously, Moses did not hear that, but it was passed down through the, uh, through the generations. He had charged them, God will surely visit you. God had preserved that nation in Egypt for a purpose. And that purpose is that even today through the, the Jewish people, the world would be saved. They abandoned uh, their way along the way. So God uh, chose to accomplish that same purpose through the Gentiles. But he will turn back to the Jewish nation uh, in time. Joseph foresaw the day where they would be delivered from the land of Egypt. He couldn't have imagined how long it would be. But he said, be sure when you go, you 
Break into that, that tomb and take that coffin and take me up with you when you go. So God visited according to his promise, the children of Israel. God visits every individual. He's the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He visits different in different uh, ways at different times through different methods. But be sure the, the visitation of God has you in mind. He had me in mind. I still harken back to that OSU class where the professor uh, challenged a student in, in that class uh, saying that it takes God to initiate an encounter. Uh, she had a rebuttal, no, I can initiate an encounter anytime I want, meaning that she could pray anytime she wanted. And he fired back. It was not a combative uh, discussion by any means. Uh, but he said, no, no, you're wrong. It takes God to do it. And I, I thought to myself, I didn't even know such an encounter could exist. And I began to be fearful that that uh, like somehow God would visit me. I didn't know what that would look like or what it would be, but uh, sure enough, it happened. It will happen with you if it has not already. God will visit you. Don't expect an angel uh, to tap you on the shoulder. I'm not saying that, that wouldn't happen. I've not heard of it happen necessarily in, in our generation. But uh, somehow, some way, the Spirit of God will penetrate the uh, atmosphere and, and reach down into your heart. And you'll know God is speaking. God is calling. God will visit you. He will surely do that. And that's what he said, God will surely visit you. He didn't say, perhaps God will visit you. Maybe God will uh, visit you. God will surely visit you. Uh, undoubtedly, absolutely, he will visit you. Well, he will, uh, you as well, uh, here in this audience. And uh, at the resurrection, the, those same bones that were carried into the land of Egypt, and there's a monument, or into the land of Israel, there's a monument uh, there to this day, where they declare the, the bones of, of uh, Joseph are here. Whether they are or not, it's um, hard to say. I was in the Dominican Republic years ago, and there was a great big monument, still there is uh, today, uh, to Columbus. They maintain that Christopher Columbus was, was buried there. Well, then I was in Italy and saw Christmas Columbus was buried there. And I think there's a third location, I've forgotten where it is, perhaps Spain, where Christopher Columbus is buried there. I think I have the answer to who is buried in Grant's tomb. I think it's Christopher Columbus. Well, wherever those bones are, not saying he was a saint, but uh, the dead shall rise, the dead in Christ shall rise, and uh, in a glorified manner. And so it is with Joseph at that great resurrection day, God will visit him yet again. And God will visit uh, you and me as well if we go by the way of the grave and we too shall be resurrected. You have the assurance that God will be your guide. They didn't know the way. Even later on, Moses or Joshua rather said, you've not passed this way before. So you better keep your eyes on the ark. Well, this was before they went to Sinai uh, the pillar of the cloud by uh, day and a fire by night became their guide. And God gave a promise later on to Moses, I'll send my angel before you. He'll guide you. Well, you may not have a visible sign. You most likely will not have uh, a vis visible indication of which way uh, you should go. Thomas wondered, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way, the truth and the life. Jesus is still the way. 
You'd best keep your uh, hand in the hand of the Lord and your eyes in a spiritual sense on Jesus. If we get distracted and look here or look there, confusion comes. God has, has guidance. God will provide a clear path. If it's not clear, don't take that path. Wait for clarity. God will provide it. How will he, he do it? I, I can't answer that, but I know he will do it. He will guide you. You, you probe and uh, look heaven's way. And God somehow will disclose to you uh, the, way, the way to go. Some people put out fleeces. You've heard of how someone in a busy town will say if there's an open parking spot, then, then that means the Lord wants me to, uh, to park there. And about the fifth time around the block, there's an open parking spot. Well, we don't operate that way. Even in Gideon's day, fleece was an evidence of his doubt, not of his faith. So uh, God will nevertheless uh, provide a way whereby we will see that, that and, and have assurance that, that God is in it and will follow that path. God will certainly be our guide in the 350 days ahead as the Lord allows. God has promised to do us good. Now we might have to define good. God's definition of good may be different than our definition of good. What we may define as not so good, God may define as very good. God knows what he's doing. He sends or allows. You choose how you want to phrase it, but whatever comes... God knew it was coming before it arrived. So we have the assurance that along the way, it can be used for our benefit. There is no temptation or trial taken you, but such as is common to man. But no matter what that trial or temptation is, God has provided a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. He did not say they will not come. They will come. And the escape isn't to exit from it necessarily. It is to obtain the grace of God needed to endure it, to go through it, and to thrive on your way through it. We tend to focus on our inability, which is not so hard to do. But God would have us focus on his ability. God is awfully strong. And if we have our hand in his, we, we will conquer. God will do us good. That's what Moses told his father-in-law. He said, we're, we're journeying to a place that, that uh, the Lord has said, I'll give it to you. Come thou with us, he said to his father-in-law, and we will do thee good. For the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel. Well, the Lord has spoken good concerning you and me. We're headed to a better land than Canaan. We're headed to a, a promised land called heaven. And we've weathered too many storms to surrender now. Uh, we're too close to the end to falter. 
So we, we press on. God is, is a good God. Again, Moses delivered the word of God and told the children of Israel, The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon that land from the beginning of the year to the end thereof. God's eyes are always upon you. From the first 14 days to the remaining 350 plus today. And by the way, my, my 25,582 days uh, counted 17 leap years where there was an extra day. God will supply your needs through the remaining 350 days. Yes, He will. He may not supply what you want, but He will supply what you need. He promised that. He's promised to give grace. And that grace won't just be barely enough to meet the challenges you face. It, it will be plenty. It will be enough and more than enough. The children of Israel had eaten with haste and gone with the basically the clothes on their back, a little more. They did not know what they would eat. But they rose one uh, morning and there was something there on the ground. They did not know what to call it, so they called it manna. And it was there every day for the, the remaining years until they entered into the land of Canaan uh, when it ceased. He provided that not only for their physical nourishment, but to teach them that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God shall man live. You may have, well, most people eat breakfast every morning. We're supposed to eat breakfast like a, a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Most of us switch that around and as a result, we look the way we look. But if you miss your breakfast, don't miss the Word of God. Because that's how you will thrive, is by the Word of God. It's so basic, you hear it so often, uh, but by all means, spend a few moments uh, in the Word of the Lord and on your knees uh, to begin your day. And God will sustain you. You'd rather miss a meal than... Miss the, the word of God. God will, will supply your need along the way. He did that with the uh, children of Israel. And Paul un understood that. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And he went on to say, or he said just before that, uh, I am, or no, I have all, I am full. He said that when he was bound in prison. I have everything I need. I am, I am full. I am blessed. I have no complaints. God is helping. God is with me. That's what he said. He also knew what the Lord had done for the children of Israel and uh, reminded the Jewish people of his day, uh, he that uh, gathered much had nothing left over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. Yes. 
when it needed to be multiplied, God multiplied it. He satisfied those who obeyed his word and he will do the same in our day. God will not fail us. He will not forsake us. He said that, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Paul had some challenges to be sure. He said we're troubled on every side. We covered this in daybreak a couple of days ago. Yet not distressed, we are perplexed, not in despair, uh, persecuted, but not forsaken. There was a time where it seemed everyone had forsaken him. No man stood with me, he said, but all men forsook me, notwithstanding the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. God does that. Our strength is in the Lord. Our strength is not in another human being. We're encouraged when we are encouraged by another, but our true uh, resource is in, is in God above. So the Lord, he won't forsake you. He will preserve you. The psalmist declared that. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. So whether you want to apply that to going out of the old year and coming into the new year or going out of your house and going back into your house or any other uh, application you wish, you have the assurance that God will preserve you. So on day 15, hey, we see, we see possibilities ahead, good ones. They may include the rapture. Keep your hand in the Lord's, and as you do so, the Lord will guide you through the days ahead as long as He tarries. We'll have a time of prayer as we look heaven's way together. God bless you all.